<clears throat> Thank you. Well, hello everyone. It's nice to see you again. Thank you all for coming. Okay, how is everyone today? I'm glad to see so many people uh, practicing Chan regularly. It's very, very good for you. And if you, I will strongly urge you to meditate every day about an hour or so, and that is to maintain your physical and mental health. It's so important. Don't ignore it. Uh, you can ill afford to ignore your physical and mental health. This is your daily maintenance. It's just as important as eating, as drinking. Well, maybe not drinking, uh, but uh, <laughs> but uh, but uh, uh, it's important. Okay, uh, and and it's unfortunately, it's something that most people neglect. Uh, they assume they take their bodies and their minds for granted, which is wrong. Hmm. Why is that? Uh, when we were younger, our parents invested in us, okay, so that we can grow and acquire strength. And then when you get older, we can, who said that we can ignore our bodies and our minds? You still need to continue to invest in our bodies and our minds if you want, if we want to make uh, better use of them, okay? Mm. And so it's a continued investment, if you will. And uh, typically, if you look at historical data, uh, I, I stumbled upon this recently. Uh, I noticed that uh, the Japanese are realizing they're falling behind. In what way? They're realizing in the 80s and 90s, the economies were thriving. They were at the top, at the peak of the, of the farms. So they were paying the engineers and very well, and their products were, was, uh, were well received and dominating the world. And their management styles were, were the envy of even the American industry. Okay, the American companies will go to Japan and learn something about quality circles and stuff like that, and, uh, and so forth. And then, since the 90s, uh, graphically, their pro productivity and compensation in Japan in 1890s up here, and now in 2023, they're down here. It's amazing. They can, they, the, the, the decline is, is, is amazing. What decline are we talking about? The one thing that matters to us, to all of us. What? Salaries. They experience something called stagflation so that the salaries never kept up with, the, with inflation. So nowadays, the new grads from Japan, for example, uh, even experienced engineers, Japanese engineers, you know, they would work for a Thai company because they pay better. They would go work for a Japanese company, Hisense, for example. 
Have you heard of Hisense? I see the product everywhere now. Costco, Home Depot, Best Buy, Lowe's, you name it. I'm not making an advertisement, okay? Although I'd love to. <laughs> okay? Uh, but I'm amazed that Hisense is doing profits about $27 billion every year. That's how big they are. Profits, mind you, not just sales. Okay? And because of that, they can afford to pay very good salaries. So what happened is that it's in the story, in the report, they went to Japan and hired away the Japanese engineers who had 30 years experience to help them design a better washing machine. Why? Because the Japanese engineers was frustrated. He says, it used to be so good for me nowadays. If I want to do something, I have to go through four or five layers of management to get approval. Before, I could go and, you know, they're receptive to innovations and, and, and uh, challenges. No, now it's bureaucracy. Okay? So he got frustrated. So that Japanese engineer went to Hisense again. I said, hello. Uh, I'm learning from Peter. Commercial relationships. <laughs> yes? Uh, so, so Hisense hired him away, and then he's, he's working, he's very happy there, and the Chinese engineers who are designing, who do like research and development in China, actually would video conference with him to pick his brains and how to design a better washing machine. And he says, I show you how to do this exactly the way you want with 10, with 10 less vibration. He would go and design a prototype himself within half an hour. He said, I couldn't do that in a Japanese company nowadays. Okay? Yeah. And so, my point here is that you need to continue to invest in your most important resource as a country, as a company. Your people. Very much like our families. Families need to invest in their most important resources, the children, the people. Why now you don't wake up to that? Hmm? And so that's what happened. They, no one cared. So that's why now uh, the, uh, the Thai companies are paying better than Japanese companies. Chinese companies are paying better than Japanese companies. So they have the experience. They have really a talent drain. And Chinese are smart. They, they're setting up you know, a research center, like six different research centers throughout the world to pick people's brains. Very, very smart. Uh, I wish I could do that too. <laughs> yes, too. Thank you, Master. So what happened with the Japanese? Did they just get complacent? Yeah, they don't care anymore. It used to be the case where you go work for a Japanese company's lifetime employment. Now it's like uh, they seek profits. Uh, and so forth, and 
and uh, actually uh, the management style has uh, some some issues okay because fundamentally uh, that's what we're doing we're doing is invest in the human resources of the communities we're teaching you chan how to take better care of yourself I don't care how young you are, how old you are. You need to learn how to better take care of your body and your mind. The mind is something that ordinary people, the professionals, medical people, don't know how to take care of. You know, nowadays, there's a lot of mental illnesses going around and what the medical professionals are not able to, to put their arms around is the fact that mental illnesses are very, very contagious. All you have to do is sit next to someone who's depressed, who's manic, for you not to pick it up yourself. Okay? It's very contagious. And if, that's why these mental illnesses uh, are spreading within families. When are you going to wake up to that? The professionals are preferring to ignore it because no one wants to hear it. When you meditate every day, it's like taking a Prozac. <laughs> Serious. Yes, sir. Six. Funny. Did you take Prozac too, sir? Why? <laughs> Thank you, Master. Thank you for that example. I would also add, it's like taking Prozac or Seroquel or Depakote, but you don't gain 60 pounds. You don't lose your energy. Ah, I never took Prozac or whatever the other things are. <laughs> Wow, interesting, huh? So there's some side effects. What they're not also telling you is that when you take those medications, the toxins gather in your belly. So it builds up fat and builds up a lot of issues, but also the toxins are there. They're killing you slowly. How do I know? One of my disciples used to take a handful of pills like this every day. So one day I sent him to see our temple doctor. He looked at him and said, wow, you have to stop taking this, whatever you're taking, because it's killing you. It, it's the toxin stays there in your stomach. It's a scary thing. Thank you. Okay, but, but speaking on a positive side, stay in a positive side, I like to say to feel that in a very small way, we're contributing to the community by investing and teaching you how to invest in your mental health and physical health. Hmm? It's so important. I can't stress that enough. And in particular, mental health is something that, uh, that um, requires meditation. There's nothing else you can do. I would go out on a limb and tell you that. 
You can take medication all you want. You can talk to a shrink all you want. But you have to take care of what's going on. You have yourself. No one else can. I hope someday when the mental, the mental illness professionals will wake up to that and say, hey, we have to take training, teaching meditation more seriously. And this goes beyond mindfulness meditation. Ha ah. ha. Mindfulness meditation will not cut it. It's like taking an aspirin when you need penicillin. Free tip. Not the way that these professionals are learning about mindfulness meditation or the way they're teaching their patients, the way they're doing research. It's not going to cut it. You know, here locally, you have UCLA, something like Mindfulness Research Center. You know, it's helping, but they are, they are barely scratching the surface. Yes, DTT. Can you hear me? Yes, we can hear you now. Perfect. This is my first time trying Chan meditation, and I'm curious. Mm. How is mindfulness different from Chan meditation, and what does Chan meditation have to offer? Mm-hmm. A layer deeper or different? What are you looking for? Why are you taking meditation? We offer a lot. That's what I mean. That's fair. I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah, what, what, uh, why are you taking meditation? Why are you curious? I have seen meditation help me in the past, calm my mind. And I've seen that translate to outside of my immediate meditative practice. I'm curious as to the, the different layers that it has to offer, and that's why I'm here. Mm. Okay. Mm. It depends on the various forms of meditation practices. Uh, uh, for your reference, uh, for my information, what kind of meditation uh, practices did you learn? I'm curious. I've tried mindfulness, chakra cleanse, oh, sorry, chakra cleansing, and metta. Metta, and what was that? What was it before metta? Chakra cleansing. Oh, chakra cleansing. That's, that's not uh, mindfulness meditation. I guess not. Mm. Mm. It uh, has uh, its origin, I believe, in Indian practices. Hindu practices, chakra for your information. We have a lot. I have a lot of students, so it's, uh, so that's why I try to give them information, references. Um, chakras, I believe, is a, a Sanskrit term, an Indian term that means uh, energy center. Okay. Yes. Yes. Okay. Mm. And so what they say in their practices is that the body has various chakras, 
especially they have a, a chart where it says chakras here, chakras there, and around the navel, chakras around the plexus, chakras around uh, uh, your 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 uh, your Buddha eye, chakras on top of the head, and so forth. And so the energy moves around as they are in, the, in their practices. So when the uh, what they try to do is clear the blockages of the chi or the energies that uh, try to move in your body. So every time you unblock a chakra, okay, then your energy, you have more energy and, and, and more importantly, uh, you have uh, wisdom, you become enlightened, something like that. Am I correct? I never learned, that's all I heard. Uh, yeah, that sounds about right. Okay, uh, so uh, thank you. Um, so, so, so that's why their practices revolves around uh, energy and blocking energy. So the Chinese will have something similar called the qi gong, okay, where they're, it's a little, uh, by the way, it's a little bit more advanced than shaka energy clearing, where qi gong is that they, con- they have a concept of using the energy of the qi the chi from the universe. So you, you take the energy from the universe and, and bring it into your body and direct it so that it flows throughout your body. So it's much more, in a way, powerful approach to energy unblocking, if you will. So that's your, for your information. You might want to try the real good qigong teachers because they can help do that much better than the chakra energy cleansing, okay, for your information, okay? Thank you. Okay, so you could try that if you're curious. Uh, I never learned because I found out that uh, uh, mindfulness meditation, for example, where she's been exposed to, we also do energy unblocking pretty well, much better than uh, chakra cleansing or if you get advanced, it goes a lot further than qigong. Okay, uh, uh, so that's that's why I never had the time to really investigate those. You know, if I have one hour to practice, what do you think I'm going to do? Shaka uh, cleansing, qigong, or uh, mindfulness meditation, or chan? Uh, I choose Chan for some reason. <laughs> but I'm curious. I'm always curious to learn more about why certain people would draw certain people to do certain things. Okay? So mindfulness meditation to start out may not be as impressive as chakra cleansing or as qigong initially, because Qigong is so, oh, you see how your energy flows and so on and so forth. Whether mindfulness meditation, maybe you say, oh, the roses smells better, or you breathe better, I feel more peaceful. Peace, brother. <laughs> okay? So, so it, it's hard to sell mindfulness meditation, except like, you feel good. <laughs> okay? However, if you practice mindfulness meditation the way that our Buddha originally taught his monks and nuns, not the, 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 uh, the what shall I say, the, uh, uh, the messed up 
mindfulness meditation people are teaching nowadays, okay? Uh, uh, then actually mindfulness meditation would bring you much better results than even Qigong. Okay, why is that? Because Shaka cleansing, Qigong has a problem. They have a problem. What problem? They're attached to chakras. They're attached to energy flowing. Then the mind is not free. Meditation is supposed to free your mind from your worries, from your mental issues. What are you doing? Adding to it. You practice something and say, I need to cleanse my chakra. I need to push my chi so that it flows. It will flow whether you push it or not. Actually, it flows better when you don't try to push it. You don't try to meddle with it. You don't try to manipulate it. There's no need to manipulate. When you get a higher level, you can manipulate all you want. It's very easy. It's not that hard. But at a lower level, what are you doing? Trying to manipulate it. If you manipulate at a lower level, you will not get to a high level where you, you learn how to move at will. Instantaneously. Why do you have to move from here to here? And you go through this, through this, and go through this, and go through that. Too slow. You understand? So that's why, because these practices, the model, okay, is limited. That's why it produces results at first, it's impressive at first, but it can not take you very far. Chikung people, disagree with me. Okay? And so, so that's why even mindfulness meditation, you practice only being mindful of your breathing there. Or metta, be mindful of the nature, the kind nature in your heart, and unleash it. you have much better and bigger results than the other practices. So far, so good? Now, that's not our Chan. Our Chan goes a step further. Our Chan, if you look at the, you, if you rank them, I say mindfulness meditation is probably at the top, okay? Then, mm, the way that the, the Japanese uh, teach them is low mindfulness meditation. That's why, that's why the Hinayana meditation is flourishing now throughout the world, whereas Zen is shrinking because mindfulness meditation produces better results. That's life. 
You don't produce, you get pushed back. You get pushed out, right? Uh, so, so mindfulness meditation is very, very good. But, but it has problems. It has limitations. What limitations? The Chan doesn't have. Ah, you find out. <laughs> this is a free class. What do you want? <laughs> we have subscription models. <laughs> yes, sir. Uh, six. Master, I think um, mindfulness meditation is a worthy beginning. Uh, we can make an analogy. Mindfulness meditation is like being in first gear of a conventional transmission. Nobody drives them here. But oh, excuse me, sir. The new ones they also have uh, they also have uh, manual transmission. Manual. That's what I'm trying. Yeah, to yeah, 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 yeah. You know, you press it, you go into the gear, and now you can use your manual with the plus and minus on your steering wheel. Too complicated. <laughs> but anyway, if you're in first gear... I just learned it last weekend. Okay. <laughs> I'm keeping up with technology, my friend. <laughs> so you're in first gear. Mindfulness meditation is a worthy beginning. Yes. But if you just keep on developing mind, a mind that has no thoughts, you're, you're going to increase the level of your meditation, and soon you'll see that that Chan is the way to go, that it's, your meditation will be much stronger, second gear, third gear, fourth gear. Yes, absolutely. Okay, that's what the mindfulness meditation practitioners are finding out. That is, if you practice mindfulness meditation, I say, I, I, I tell you, go all out. You want to learn? I highly recommend you go to learn from the Thai people. They're the best, bar none. I'm intrigued in the best for some reason. Okay? Life's too short. Why beat around the bush? Okay? You want to learn mindfulness meditation? Go to the Thai. Learn from the best. The Thai is the best. Okay? I highly recommend it if that's what you're interested in. Okay? Uh, don't learn, for example, from Myanmar, Vietnam. Japan, Sri Lanka, forget it, go to Thai, okay? Thailand, okay, be careful, do not mess around with the government. <laughs> they will put you in jail, <laughs> okay? Uh, but anyway, uh, besides that, uh, I'm, I'm, getting, I'm digressing. <laughs> uh, so you learn from, okay. And that's great. Learn from them. I, I encourage you to learn because you couldn't go very, very far, I admit. Why? Because I know I have some Thai monks and, uh, and I look at them and say, wow, these people have great meditation skills, more or better than the Caucasians. I, for example, I look at a Thai mindfulness meditation practitioner uh, versus a Caucasian Mindfulness, meditation, practitioners, I don't care, okay? Uh, if you go to Thailand, you're kind of white, 
Can, is it okay to say, oh no, I'm saying pale-faced? <laughs> okay? Uh, uh, there are lots of them, by the way, in Thailand, learning, okay, and practicing very, very sincerely. And I saw, I look at them and say, wow, the Thai are not teaching them everything yet. <laughs> so, but see, if you look at them, look at them. I'm impressed with the Thai meditation practices. So you can learn there if that's what you interest you. What did you want to learn? Vipassana, whatever they call it. Ah, don't, 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 don't be impressed by the names. They go, we oh, practice Vipassana. If people say, talk like that, run. Okay? It's nonsense. There's no such a thing as Vipassana practice, personally. Looks in Mahayana. Oh, 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 Vipassana practitioner. Yes, sir. <laughs> Eight. Uh, Master, can't we um, practice the four foundations of mindfulness? while we sit and chand, or is it mutually exclusive because chand um, focuses on single-pointedness? No. You can practice the four stations of mindfulness. Actually, it's very good practice. You go very far. If you do that, you probably will surpass a Thai practitioner if you practice it here. Okay? Uh, but it's kind of slow. <laughs> That's my problem. The problem for the young lady who knew with us the first day, was trying to impress her, you know. That's why I talk a lot. <laughs> the problem, yes, six. Thank you, Master. Um, I, I want to just send a big, warm Southern California welcome to, uh, I don't know your name, but to the new lady who just joined. Amen. <laughs> Welcome. You're at the beginning of an amazing journey. Yeah. Pale-faced people talking. <laughs> from a pale-faced perspective, it's super cool. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I really appreciate your question. Um, I didn't have the courage to ask that when I first started practicing Chan meditation eight years ago. It probably... I, probably I was a lot scarier. <laughs> <laughs> a lot more uh, you know, strict and serious. My God, you're going to die soon. What are you waiting for? Become enlightened. <laughs> it, it was pretty intense, Master. But that's part of the reason why I liked it so much. Don't overdo it. <laughs> I, I just wanted to share that, um, that, you know, on your first day trying out Chan, I don't know what you'll experience. For me, it, it took coming back a, a few weekends and having the courage and the humility to do something that was so hard for me that I felt like I was failing every moment. But that's part of the process. Um, 
And I think one of the reasons why Chan has helped me so much is that as opposed to sitting on a bench in a park and being like, hmm, this is cool, you know, I dig this. Chan gives you a tool that you can help yourself with immensely. And I really, uh, I really encourage you to investigate it. It's definitely worth it and welcome. Mm, those are very kind words, thank you. Go ahead, DTT. What's your name, DTT? Oh. Hi, Lolita. Lolita? Yeah. Okay. And thank you for the welcome. Everyone says, hello, Lolita. <laughs> thank you, everyone. <laughs> Very good. If in that spirit, I'd like to make a promise to you. In my career so far, the last 17 years, uh, I've been like uh, in a bad mood, <laughs> sort of. <laughs> so when I'm in a bad mood, I like to punish people. <laughs> so uh, I apologize to all of you for making you suffer so much. <laughs> I know it's not that funny for newcomers, but for some of you who left already. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I apologize. <laughs> uh, uh, I think I'm, as I get older, I get a little bit more mellow in some way. <laughs> Not that much more mellow, but more mellow. So I promise you I would like to start thinking of a way to teach you Chan, help you practice Chan without having to force you to cross your legs and do leg pain, you can't get out or whatever, okay? That's brutal. I mean, that's <laughs> callous in a way, okay? So, yes, for example, and I feel like uh, people who cannot, who don't have use of the legs, we should do something for them as well, you know? Uh, and so forth. So, yes, I promise you I would think of something where I would like to design a special class for the people, who says, I just want to meditate, okay? Because if you say that uh, meditation is, uh, is to maintain my physical mental health, that's what I want, okay? Then we should accommodate them, okay? And help them uh, because, because uh, it would be good for everyone, for the families, for themselves, and so forth, for the community, okay? And so I promise I will have, uh, we'll, we'll pay more attention. I will design something for you to help uh, the people uh, in, who are like uh, the pale faces. Uh, they they uh, are weak. <laughs> okay, so it's okay. We can embrace everyone, depending on your needs. If you're in no hurry, for example, then uh, take it easy. Learn it, go slow. Just main thing first is to maintain your health, okay? And then someday you wake up and say, my God, I'm getting older. I need to look younger. And then you uh, pick up meditation more seriously, and eventually you look younger without foundation and plastic surgery. <laughs> okay? Uh, if you do need plastic surgery, I do have some Korean disciples uh, <laughs> in Korea. 
And some also have very good cosmetics. <laughs> uh, I do use some, by the way. <laughs> anyway, yes, sir. Oh, now someone is interested. Eight. Plastic, plastic surgery and cosmetics. Uh, yes, I'm very interested in that. That's why I started. <laughs> yeah, right. A liar. Uh, <laughs> You're too young to be that, to be this desperate. Uh, Master, I wonder if I can shift gears and uh, ask another question I'm curious about. Um, I know in Chand we understand that all things exist, exist and arise out of sufficient causes and conditions particularly karma, for example. So, for example, in this life, whether we're rich, poor, handsome, tall, short, or whatever in the spectrum of the quality of our life, we say often that it's dictated by karma or any other causes and conditions. But where is our volition, our free will, if so much of our lives, if not all, is determined by things like karma? How do we say we have a choice? How can we make future karma if everything is already decided? Oh, good question. Thank you. Deep. <laughs> okay, I'll leave it to Master Z to answer. <laughs> He said, oh, I haven't recovered from my trip yesterday yet. <laughs> Go ahead, Master Z. He's a young abbot of uh, DTT, you know. Master uh, can you repeat the question? <laughs> it's a long question. I didn't quite get it. Yeah, yeah I, let, me, let me answer him then. I'm running out of time. Okay? Uh, his question is very, very good, very deceptive. Okay? Uh, he's, let me paraphrase it for you. you, see if I understand it. Hmm? Everything in this world is governed by cause and effect, or karma. Karma is you create uh, the causes. And in the future, the effects will come, the retribution will come like it or not. So far, so good. That's Buddhist wisdom. I don't care. Whoever you are, whatever you do, how smart you are, none of us is above cause and effect. None of us is above karmas. We create karmas, we will have to bear the consequences. So far, so good. Yes, sir? Okay. Number two. Any question, he says, what about me, my mind, if I, my volition, my will, I want to do something, is that really my control? Well, what's the, what is the relationship of my volition, my own free will, my own free thinking, yes? With cause and effect. Is that what you wanted to ask? Okay, young Abbot, go ahead. I Google it. <laughs> oh. uh, to, to, from my experience, 
Um, I think we can not do much um, without our help of a good knowing advisor. That's my experience. They, if you ask any of my instructors, they all tell you that. <laughs> and it's not wrong. <laughs> but it didn't do, do a darn lot, uh, lot for them. And yes, six. Six has a better approach. Oh. Uh, thank you, Master. No, I could not. Uh, I could never be better than Master Z. Um, in, in my... In my opinion, you always have free will and the choice to generate blessings. <clears throat> Very good. Go for us. Wow, this is a good question. Good discussion going. I'm trying to cut it short because I'm hungry. <laughs> yes, go ahead. Go for us. Wow, this is a good discussion. Come on, go for us. Impress our young men here. Chúng ta hằng ngày chúng ta đọc cái đại bi sám đó, đó là cái dụng cụ mà phá phá nát những cái nghiệp mà chúng ta đã tạo trong quá khứ. Trong đại bi sám nói là từ ngày mà con mê mờ con tạo không biết bao nhiêu tội. Dầu ngàn Phật ra đời cũng không có cứu nổi. Nhưng mà đại bi sám đó, là hành giả theo cái pháp đó từ 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 nó sẽ phá ra hết và nó tạo cái tốt. Cái dụng cụ đó chúng ta cứ một ngày cách một ngày chúng ta làm mà 10 năm nay rồi. Có như trong Đạo Phật có những Pháp khác Mà ở chùa này chúng ta theo Thầy thì chúng ta đã dùng cái Đại Bi Sám Như anh Peter mới nói làm Phước đó, hai cái đó nó song song với nhau uh, A metaphor, every day we uh, recite Great Compassion Repentance This is a tool for us to break our karmic uh, bond offenses that we create from the past. Um, in that, there's a verse saying that um, from the day that I'm becoming confusion, I have created a lot of karma, even a thousand of Buddha uh, have been born, uh, cannot even save us. So in great compassion, repentance, we have been doing this for 10 years already. So this is the tool that, the, the method that Buddhism are um, using. Um, and there is many way, other ways that you can do, but our temple, we use this great compassion repentance or together parallel to what Peter had been saying, we need to create blessings. Very good. Okay, I will not ask the Korean Sunims because I know they did not learn about this. They're not trained to answer this type of question. But I will ask this one person before uh, I will tell you my Google search. Is it chat, GPT? I don't know anymore. <laughs> uh, this guy here has been following Master Shenhua for a few decades. Yo, what did you learn from, from, from uh, that Chinese Dharma? I'm a for master that uh, we need to repent and follow our good note advice. That, uh, that's my opinion. 
see how smart he is. He combines the previous two answers and says, this is a new approach. <laughs> uh, yes, nine. From Emily, R.E. Karma. In my opinion, if someone killed me in my past life, then this life, it should be me to kill him. But it would be my choice if I... My would. kind of policewoman. <laughs> Go ahead, make my day. <laughs> but it would be my choice if I want to or not. Yes, sir, eight. Um. <clears throat> Thank you, Master. I just want to offer my humble opinions. I, uh, a free will is a concept that uh, an illusional to our thought, um, from our thought, because we think that we have free will, um, but everything was planting. Even the free the will that we plant is always a, a consequences of cause and effect. Uh, of previous life or from, for example, from our parents, like for example, if I want to become a doctor, it's up somewhere in my life, somebody already mentioned that to me, that a concept of doctors or my mother tell me that a doctor is do something good for your life. So it's never from me to know when I want to become a doctor. So from my understanding, if we will, it's just our concept that not exist and that's why everything even our free will follow the concept of cause and effect as well excellent i'm running out of time i have one i have one take one more go ahead nine from Alex, I believe that my karma has not naturally led me to become a great knowing advisor, such as the patriarchs of the past. Thus, thus using volition, I try to learn and copy those who have greater karma than I. Very good. Okay. What? Excellent. So that's why it deserves a prize. One Fuji apple. <laughs> Uh, he's new too. Shame on the rest of you. <laughs> you've been learning from me for 10 years now, some of you. Some of you have been learning from the old Chinese monk, Master Xinhua, for 30 years, and you still can't answer this type of question. He's right, 90%. He's correct. His model is correct. What you think is free will? Most of the time, it's not. It's an illusion. It's still driven by cause and effect, to paraphrase him. Is that what he said, sir? Okay. I should get an apple myself. <laughs> okay? So when is it really your free will? That's what he wants to know. He says, hey, I'm independent. I am my own man. That's a, at least that's why I like to be. Yes? So you tell me, you claim that really my thinking are actually the results, the effects of the causes in the past. Yes? Everything. Because 
The model you set, sir, yourself, is everything is ruled by cause and effect, including free will, then. That's the answer. Then the question, the real question that he wants to ask is, when is it truly my own free will free from the effects? Yes? Applause, applause. <laughs> We're really a comedy show here. You <laughs> okay? Uh, now, what is the answer? When your thoughts arise from your own wisdom, which is frees you when you understand wisdom, it's free from your karmic retributions. <laughs> That's why when you need to make an important decision, what do you do? You? No, <laughs> excuse me. I'm doing the Korean habit. <laughs> you see, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Koreans do that. <laughs> okay, so, but I didn't mean the other uh, American style. That's longer. <laughs> okay, so what do you do? You meditate. When you meditate, you enter samadhi, open your wisdom, that's when. You have a clear idea on what to do. If your head is not clear, your decision is most likely influenced by the prior causes. But if your head is free and cut off from the other connections, then it's your free will from the clarity of your mind. So this is why young lady, the little young lady, this is one of the advantages of Chan meditation is that it brings you to that kind of clarity of mind which is much higher than mindfulness meditation can bring you if that interests you at all. Because that's what she wants to find out. Why should I take, uh, take a, a chakra energy cleansing? Why should I study qigong that you want me to do? Do you also want to study tai chi as well? And it's pretty good. Or Shaolin uh, martial arts is also pretty good. But a little bit higher is actually uh, mindfulness meditation. And what we, uh, my claim is Chan is much, much further, much higher. And the proof is that, proof is that, because uh, mindfulness meditation can bring you there with, by contemplating the four stations of mindfulness, okay? Contemplating metta, kindness, contemplating your breathing, okay? However, those practices, including what they so-called vipassana meditation, that's very popular amongst the Hinayana meditation practitioners out there, okay, hmm. will still fall short of the secret to unlocking your wisdom. They only teach you about 
four stations of mindfulness. But if you practice that, and the track, the, the track record says this is how far they could go with that type of practice, and how long would, would that take, you know, the range, okay? In Chan meditation, we are a lot faster, and we go a little bit further because we know what it takes to, for example, unlock the four mindfulness meditation practices, what it takes to unlock the metta med- meditation practices. Okay? What does it take to unlock the mindfulness of the breathing methodology? That's our secret. Yes, go for us. I think you must. And what happens to the people that aren't exposed to meditation or chant meditation? How they, will they be free from their karma or their mind? Natural. Simply yeah. put, they're victims of their own past karmas. In other words, they live as victims of life. If you have no wisdom, you don't have the method, a, an instrument to shield you from the confusion of your prior karmas so that you are constantly influenced by your previous karmas, then your decisions will further create more karmas. That's what I mean by being a victim of life. Meditation or similar practices such as Qigong, okay, if you do it right, uh, will bring you to the state where you're free from that. And that's where your wisdom can help you make better decisions. So if you look at, bluntly speaking, the freer you are, the more shielded you are from your prior karmas, the cleaner, the, the stronger your volition, your true volition. So that's why in the Chan practices, we get into the high state of wisdom, of samadhi, where the prior karmas can no longer influence you. Therefore, your wisdom is much broader, deeper, vaster. Therefore, your volition is purer. Good questions today, everyone. Good discussion. Excellent. Feel free to ask questions, okay? Oof. Glad Google GPT, chat GPT helped out. <laughs> we stop here today. Thank you, everyone. Let's go to lunch. Mm-hmm.